Good morning beautiful people all around the world. Hope you're all doing well. This is your host Roop all the way from Australia and today I want to talk about how to deal with the negative emotions, how to draw yourself to a lifestyle that is full of hope and joy. And the first thing I would like to say that I used to be the person who used to spend a lot of time on social media would go through videos after video and see what's happening all around the world and would deeply get grieved by what i would see so and that that caused me a great deal of fear and i was so afraid that oh my god where this world is going and i i started noticing that other people uh, would say the same thing the world is becoming a unlivable place the world is going to end and so many other negative things but when i started to draw my attention to the word of god in genesis god created man and woman and he said to them go and fill this earth and be fruitful be the ruler of this earth so if god promised me about a beautiful world and he created when he created heaven and earth when he created everything um on this earth he said it is beautiful so the world is created beautiful and god asked us to rule over it god asked us you know inherit it it's your inheritance so it's our job it's a duty that we should live a lifestyle full of hope that gives glory to our creator to our master rather than paying attention on what's happening so negative uh, around the world the more i watched those videos the more negative i was becoming i was speak i was turning into a very bitter person so i begin to spend my time reading the word of god and reversing those lies what people are struggling with that's their trauma that's the, um their confusion about their identity about their life about the choices they made and as i begin to reverse those lies with the truth of word i begin to see that world is a beautiful place and it is our job as a body of christ to claim it as our inheritance the ruler of this world is going to be us is going to be us because god promised us a beautiful earth i just want to read a uh, um um a verse from uh proverbs 15 chap- uh, ch- chapter 15 verse 4 it talks about when you speak healing words you offer other fruit from the tree of life but unhealthy negative words do nothing but crush their hopes so when you see so much negative things people are speaking on social media they are angry and they are full of resentment uh, they definitely going to affect you because you, the the things you see the things you hear uh, believe or not you dwell on them and they become a part of your life so first thing i begin to notice that i need to stop i need to stop watching these content i need to stop entertaining those negative thoughts those are coming out of those videos coming out of those uh, contents so i limited my time on social media i put boundaries that i'm not going to spend my time i just go on social media post my content on my page and that's it and then i don't go and see what's happening on social media i i am just getting out of the habit the more i read the word of god the more i am speaking positive words the more i'm speaking hope 
I feel I'm changing the environment. You know, the mountain before you, let's say the disappointment in your life, your struggles are the mountains in front of you. Have you ever tried to think that somebody has ability to climb those mountains? There are people in the history, those have climbed Mount Everest. There are so many people um, who've done that over and over. So have you ever had the thought, okay, there is a, a beautiful sky. There is a beautiful thing on the other side of those mountains. There is a hope. So I need to cross I need to climb over my disappointment. I need to see what is out there, what is beyond, um, what is above and beyond that mountain. The, the minute you will start speaking hope, the minute you will start speaking life over the disappointment, hope over disappointment, you will see things are shifting. You will see your negative uh, attitude is breaking. And you will enter into uh, a realm of hope. And you will see that um, how God is trying to teach you something. I believe God would never give you a battle that you are unable to fight. So whatever you struggle with, whether it's your identity, whether someone abused you in the past, it does not define the purpose God has called you to do. It does not de define your future. Your future is written by the perfect hand of God. I read once someone wrote that, do not worry about your future. Your future is created by the very hand, those who created galaxies, suns and moon. God is a beautiful designer. He never designed anything that is ugly, that is not so beautiful. So stop worrying about those things. I love how Isaiah uh, talks about, in uh, 50, uh, Isaiah 54 talks about um, this uh, uh, a season of hope. So he says, shout for joy, O barren one. She who has not given birth, break forth into joyful shouting and rejoice. She who has not gone into labor for the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of a married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the sight of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes. And make your pegs firm. So here God is giving a hope to a woman who never conceived, who never been through a birth pain. And he's saying, you know, you have been sitting on in the season of disappointment, in the season of hopelessness from so long. But I'm going to shift your story. I'm going to change your story. Although you're not pregnant yet. Although you're not pregnant yet. But I want you to shout for a joy. Single barren woman, because I know, I know that you are going to have a children. You are going to be fruitful. Your children are going to be more numerous than the sons of a married woman. You are going to conceive. You are going to be fruitful. And he's giving her a hope and he's also saying her, expand your hopes, enlarge your tents, because I am the God expansion. I'm giving you so much. I'm giving you so much. So enlarge your hopes, expand your hopes, look above and beyond the disappointments. You may not be seeing your breakthrough today. 
you may not seeing the things shifting t- today you may not seeing all those things that you're hoping for today but i want you to start declaring i want you to start seeing yourself through the lens of god i want you to start realizing that you're a child of god that i have made no mistake about your identity i have made no mistake about your life when i was writing your story i picked a brand new pen and i wrote every single word saturated with love wisdom and fear so do not worry about tomorrow do not worry what's going to happen tomorrow do not worry where my finances are going to come do not worry who i'm going to marry do not worry if you are going to have children or not do not worry whether you are going to have a work or not do not worry about a thing because you are going to be better you are going to be in the place where you are going to need pegs to support yourself because i am going to give you so much can i share a story so i'm going to share this story it's a story about elijah elijah was one of the great prophet in the time of king ahab so what happens ahab's wife was really um uh, angry woman and she was very selfish and she wanted to kill every single man of god from the land so god supplies all his needs and he asks him okay go and hide yourself at the brook chariot and i will supply all your needs so eliza was sitting in the brook chariot out of nowhere and god um commanded ravens go and uh, um get a food from king's kitchen and supply him so when the water started drying god told him go and move to this place to the another place so elijah end up going in widow's house now this widow has nothing absolutely nothing there is a drought in the land and this woman only have a one cup of flour and one cup of oil and she was going to make her last bread and then her um son and herself she 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 said they both are going to die after that they had nothing now here comes elijah elijah is a servant god who knew the nature of god that god is his provider and he said to this woman he said you know what why don't you give this last bread to me i would see like this is a little selfish this woman is a widow and she has a young child and you're commanding her demanding her uh, last bread from her you're demanding last bread from her she said you know don't worry about it just give it to me and i felt like oh my god that's a bit selfish but no that's not selfish I uh, Eliza knew the nature of God. Eliza knew that God is the provider. Eliza knew that he will never ever let him be ashamed. So he said, "Can you please give me this bread?" So this woman cooks the last bread, serves it to Eliza. He eats it, and then comes the breakthrough. So there is a obedience that plays a role in here. So the woman believed in him and then she gave him the bread and she trusted the god of elisha and then he said bring all the empty jars you have in your house she brings all the empty jars and there she sees the overflow and the oil was pouring out from every single jar and the little that she had the flour and she had everything in abundance she was running out of the jars and 
and she had to go to her neighbors to bring more. This is how I know the nature of God, that He's the provider. He's able to turn your disappointment to hope and in abundance. You know, I love this chapter 54 from book of Isaiah where where he over and over God reminds this woman who was deserted, who was abandoned, and he's like giving a reassurance. And he says in verse 4, he says, Do not fear, for you will not be put to shame. And do not feel humiliated or ashamed, for you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth, and you will no longer remember the disgrace of your widowhood. So Lord is able to take care of everything you have, you know. So we should never ever leave a place for fear and disappointment in our heart. Every time you face fear, every time you face disappointment, run to the secret place, run to the God of hope and tell him, God, I'm reversing those with the, with the hope, with the word of hope and the very word. That comes from the tree of life. And Jesus is the tree of life. So he's giving you fear. And he's commanding you not to fear. Every time. uh, I think in every single podcast. I speak about every time we. Entertain fear. And disappointment. And hopeless. We belittle the God. And we make him feel. Okay you're not good enough. You're not powerful enough. To deliver me. In those very moments, you need to learn to trust God and say, you know what, I know I am afraid. I know I'm vulnerable. David talks about in one of the Psalms, he says, God, even the most vulnerable emotions, the most detailed and depth, uh, details and deep and overwhelming emotions you're able to deal with. It's okay to be vulnerable before God, how you feel. But it's not okay to live in the place of disappointment and hopelessness and make it your lifestyle, make it your dwelling place. The world is not going to end. This is not how God intended this world to be. So stop entertaining those thoughts when people are putting negative first and they're um, stirring the fear in, in you. They're distracting you. Read the word of God and reverse those words and says, you know what God did with Elijah, how he parted the Red Sea for Moses, how he delivered Israelites from the slavery of 430 years uh, from Egypt, how he supplied their needs supernaturally for 40 years. Know the God who calls himself the great I am, who calls himself I am Yahweh Jireh, I am your provider, I will never leave you nor forsake you, I know the beginning and the end, but I also know the in-between. So, stop living in fear. Stop living in disappointment. They are not your dwelling place. They're not your dwelling place. And again, in Isaiah verse 54, verse 6, God says, For the Lord has called you like a wife who has been abandoned, grieved in spirit, and spirit, and like a wife in her youth when she is rejected and scorned, says the Lord. 
So he's calling you, you know, doesn't matter where you are at, what season you are in your life. Maybe you are somewhere where things are not shifting for you, where you are seeing everyday struggles. Nothing else was just struggles. People have hurt you. They've caused you a great deal of hurt and trauma. But I know there is also a God who is calling you, said, you know what? People have abandoned you. But here comes the Redeemer, who is your defender, who goes before you, beside you, around you. He, know, he knows you're going, He knows you're coming. So, learn to have a mindset of God. Learn to have a heavenly mindset. The mindset that sets you free. Sometimes people um, come to me, they say, Oh, you would never get me. My situation is so different than yours. You would never get me. You don't know my story. We all have struggles. We all have our different stories. We all have been through a lot of pain. I shared my story so many times. That how I lived a lifestyle of being abused and I felt like it was okay for me to be abused. I didn't know anything better. But the minute I saw the revelation of Christ that He made me free, He died for my freedom. You know, I was listening to Benny Hinn. I woke up 5 o'clock this morning and Benny Hinn tells that my son is asking me that, Daddy, how do I know Jesus can save? How do I know He's a Savior? He described, he painted this picture and that um, really, really challenged me. That really, really spoke to my heart and pierced my soul. He said, Jesus, when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was so much in pressure that his sweat turned into blood. He was praying with such pressure, such passion that his sweat turned into blood. And then he gets captured and he gets beaten and the layers and layers of his skin comes off. His bones were broken. The, he was beaten, he was spat on, he was humiliated and he died on the cross for our sin. And he bled to the last drop of his blood. He took his last breath and he forgave people. And he dies and he was risen that day. And he gives me hope. And that qualifies him to be the savior of this world. And that, ladies and gentlemen, qualifies the Lord, the Jesus Christ, to be not a savior, but the savior of this world. And I would dare never ever to disrespect the work of cross. If I'm putting a doubt, if I am doubting on something, I am saying, God, whatever you've done on cross, that was just a lie. That's not real. Other day we were talking about communion in our church, the power of communion. Every time you take a, a, a bread and a grape juice, you remember what Jesus did on cross for you. 
So you're remembering the oneness of Christ. You're reminding yourself that disappointments, you have no power and authority over me because I know what Jesus has done for me. If he's taken care of everything, do you, th- do you think Jesus dies, died as a disappointed man? He died as a hopeless man. He died as a sinner. He died as a criminal person. He died as a someone who struggled with the, um, drug abuse, drug addictions, and, and all those things. If your answer is yes, then we don't have to suffer because he already paid the price. He already paid the price and he made a deal with us. He said, you know, if you believe in me, you will be saved. You will have everlasting life. Jesus has been the most prominent part of my life. I gave my life to the Lord when I was a 12-year-old kid. I came to have the revelation of cross three years ago because I used to think I loved the Lord and everything, but I used to think it's okay to be abused. At the same time, it's okay to forgive and live with that person. But Jesus said, no, 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 that's not true. That's not how forgiveness works. You forgive, but you also say no to the abuse. You also break the ties, you also break those chains that those are keeping you as a captive. You don't have to suffer because I already suffered for you. So I just wanted to say you that there is a hope for you. If any one of you are listening and you don't know Jesus and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you that the Lord of the hope comes in your heart. You just have to repeat this. That, Lord, I believe that you died for my sin on the cross. And I believe in the resurrection power of your blood. I believe that you are my Savior. And I believe that by trusting you, I am becoming a new creation. My sins are forgiven. And my name is being written in the book of life. In the book of life. I'm a new creation. Thank you for forgiving my sin. I give you my life. Not just heart. I give you my life. I give you all of me. So thank you for coming in my life. Thank you for taking over my life. And I know that you're changing the narration of my story. Thank you for being my Savior. In Jesus' name, Amen. And so, my friends, I want to conclude this podcast that you don't have to live in negativity. You don't have to have a lifestyle of hopelessness. There is a hope for you. There is a love for you. God has already paid the price. We don't need to suffer. The world is beautiful. There are a lot of things that are going on, but there are a lot of people are praying. They are going to see, the world is going to witness the greatest move of Holy Spirit, the greatest move of God. We're in the middle of this when all the legal people, all the politicians, they are trying to promote this um, gender confusion mentality. 
God is going to restore people. God is going to restore those children, um, those who are being taught wrong, and those those are being told to go through painful procedures and stuff like that. God is going to reverse everything. God is going to reverse because he said, you know what? I am the good God. I never make mistakes. So if anyone told you you're not good enough, I want to tell you that you are so perfect. You're so beautiful. You're so seen. God sees you right where you are. You don't need to be a super saint to have a relationship with God. He can meet you right in the middle of your mess. It's okay to be messy. And God has a cleansing blood, cleansing agent, His blood, and He can clean you right where you are. And He gives you hope and He loves you so much. And that's all from me. And I will see you next week in the next episode of Operating from the Rams of Victory. Bye for now. Bye for now.